Hello, uh, welcome to another episode of the Voicemail for the Soul podcast. Uh, this is Justin. Thanks for coming and dropping by. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, social life. And so I know it's going to be titled The Evolution of Socializing Postgrad. Um, and I think it, it made me think of this topic because uh, right now, like the end of April slash beginning of May is when I went to school at, at the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, we normally always finish at the end of April, which is a little bit earlier than I think most colleges. Um, but the for this year's graduation just happened last week. And I had a couple of friends that just graduated and kind of just made me think about um, just college memories again. And it's been a couple of years since I've graduated. And uh, yeah, I feel like one of the things that's mentioned a lot or even asked about it a lot is like oh like what are some tips about like post-grad or what is post-grad life like or what are things that you have to look forward to or things that you should like worry about or things that you should focus on um and i feel like as a post-grad whenever i go back to visit or if i talk to friends or i don't know i don't say kids because like not that young but people that are younger like still in college or maybe in high school and they kind of ask those questions it's always interesting that they seem to revolve around the same thing. Um, and this is particularly in terms of like your social life. Uh, I think it's a very big wake up call. And I think it really just starts with understanding like the social structure that you start off with and where you end up at. And I know for a fact, like there's so many people that I remember like coming out of college with. And a lot of people had such different experiences in terms of social readjustment and some people really really struggled some people really really thrived um and i would say you know it it does depend on personality and it does depend on where they're going to and a lot of different factors but i think it can hit some people a lot harder than others because of a certain expectation or maybe a lack of understanding of why it is so different and so, yeah, I don't know. I guess when I was thinking about just the graduation that happened this past week and some of my friends that are finishing, um, and I feel like this is also maybe a good just food for thought for people that are in their, you know, early to mid professional career. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. So I think it kind of starts with understanding the first part will just be like understanding what you start with. And so for, you know, like 12, 12 years of your childhood, um, you're put through, you know, from elementary school to middle school to high school, you are constantly with people of the like a very similar demographic. Of course, there's going to be difference in gender and difference in culture and difference in race. But ultimately, like you guys are all divvied up by grade. And by grade, you're also going to be by the same age. And you guys are all doing the same thing, right? So you guys are kind of in a very similar demographic, all pursuing the same thing, all in the same space, seeing each other five out of the seven days of the week, if not more. And so we're constantly exposed and raised in this very consistent social structure. And so we start off with that um, as we start, you know, primary and secondary education. Um, But then also, like, as we go into college, it's like, basically the same but with a bit with a lot more freedom um 
And so like you're still dealing with people maybe a couple years, you know, older or younger, but it's like you have a lot more individual freedom, like, but all these social structures are still there for you, except there's this less, uh, I guess, authority um, to kind of dictate or to really hold you down in terms of your own choices and abilities to socialize with people. And so when you look at that, when you're doing that for, you know, 12 years, I guess 13 years if you're going to count kindergarten, but 13 years of primary and secondary education, then you add four more years of that, that's 17 years of having a very consistent social structure um, for, you know, like a for three quarters of the year, um, being around people of the same age, pursuing the same things, you know, dealing with the same issues. Um, and of course you're, you're going to have that diversity in culture and, uh, and race and backgrounds and things like that, but it's a huge melting pot basically. Uh, and it's a very convenient, uh, and structured social system where it's like the world is your oyster. You can, um, you can dive into like, you know, like if you're, if you're an athlete and you, you know, kind of be a jock or just you kind of uh, align yourself with certain types of people based off of interests and so you know obviously like sports um, or certain clubs or organizations or uh, like work or like cultural or like yeah cultural ties Um, and that's obviously kind of attests to all the different clubs that you have whether you're at school um, or in college right I know for myself when I was in high school played a couple of sports and so definitely made friends with people that I played with because you know you're practicing almost every day with them you're you're playing and you're you're having a very engaged uh teamwork with them and things like that and so I feel like sports is always such a like a good way to bond with people um clubs of course as well there's like I remember I was in a like German club because that was the language that I took in high school um I was in the student government association and so um you know stuff like that uh, I did do um, a musical in high school my senior year for fun. And, you know, the drama click <laughs> people in uh, that realm is a very, like, unique ecosystem, too. And I remember I was able to infiltrate <laughs> in there for a year. And uh, it was a very interesting community. But I actually met a lot of new people there. And it was, like, it was actually a lot of fun, um, even though I kind of did it on a whim. But what else was there? Um... I remember like in high school, I was a very like, I think I mentioned in my prologue podcast or my prologue episode, I apologize, that I'm a very jack of all trades kind of person. I did a lot of different sports, played a lot of different instruments, was interested in a lot of different things. And it was also like, I was a jack of all trades or (laughs) J-O-T, I guess I'm going to make up this acronym, Uh, J-O-T for even socializing. Like I remember coming into high school, I was kind of friends with everyone. I, I, I enjoyed getting to know different people and and I think being kind of just everywhere. And I remember as I progressed through high school, I also like jumped up and down the grades, just making friends with different people. And so I remember like at one point, like one year I started hanging out with kids above my grade. And then another year, like I went down and hung out with like younger kids. And just, I think being in certain organizations, especially with like sports or, you know, clubs and stuff like that, you end up having to interact with kids uh, in a variety of grades. And so I just remember going back and forth a lot. 
but ultimately it's like you know you guys are all doing the same thing you guys are all students and so there's that similarity that allows you to you know to work together to be together to be able to yeah there's like a sense of just like unity and it's like it's very easy it's convenient um and once again like i'd say college is the same thing where you're just on a much bigger scale and you have much more freedom in terms of there's no teachers or parents to kind of, well, there's professors, but you know what I mean? Like the teachers don't govern you. Like it's now your responsibility to attend your classes, like to do your homework, like the teachers, they can punish you, but like, it's not as strict as like, you know, a teacher in your classroom in high school um, where they control the classroom, they control you. It's like, there's a lot more responsibility, but also a lot more freedom. Right. Um, of course there are clubs in college as well. Uh, but like in college, like you'll start like working too. And as a student, you, like you interact with people in your degree. Of course, there's like just more, there are extracurricular activities, but you just have more freedom to like, you know, go out. Like, you know, if you're of age, like you go out to drink or you go to like a concert or you just check out different food places. You just meet people at parties like, or like, you know, uh, if you're living in the dorms, like there's people on your floor. And <clears throat> I feel like college is even more of a melting pot because you have even more exposure to so many more people but so much more freedom to kind of choose and explore um and so that's why i think people enjoy college so much more so than high school is because of that freedom and people say it's you know it's like the best four years of their life um and so yeah like i think if you take the time to kind of realize like man high school and uh like college or just all that schooling stuff is like this is very socially convenient you know um because yeah it's like no matter where you're at like he's like oh like let's go to the library together and spend four hours you know wasting time and then like one hour like actually studying or, like let's go eat together like in the cafeteria or let's you know hang out here like over this weekend let's go check out this place like it's just constantly um, the convenience and the structure is very, very, very well, um, it's just provided very seamlessly, seamlessly, seemingly. Um, but like, you know what I mean? It's very accessible. Um, and then you just, you kind of, that builds. And of course, I feel like it really blows up where it's at its highest peak in college. But then come times for graduation. And, you know, you're cap and gown, you say bye to your friends, you get your degree, you know, everyone's getting their job lined up. But this is where things tend to shift. Uh, but before I get into that, let me just talk about my sponsor real quick. Alrighty, welcome back. Um, so we left off with after coming out of college and you're kind of first stepping into the professional world. And so... Um, I think, I guess I can only speak from experience. So I guess I'll speak from my experience first. And of course I can share what other friends have kind of told me and then their experience of it. But I think leaving college was pretty like, it was sad. It was depressing Um, (laughs) because, you know, you're realizing that the people that you spent time with and the people that you grew with, um, we all go their separate race. We all go our separate ways. Good Lord. Um, And I guess that happens for high school too. But, you know, I feel like, you know, graduating high school and then graduating college, like two very big moments where you're like, man, like it's very surreal and bittersweet. Hashtag Kanye West, if you know that old school song. (laughs) Um, But it's very bittersweet in terms of that departure, but that, you know, transition to the next stage. But I know for me, um, I ended up moving. I was supposed to, after I finished in Pittsburgh, I was actually supposed to go down to Baltimore for a job, but some life circumstances 
circumstances happened. Man, I'm just tired. I'm sorry. Um, and I ended up having to go back home in Philly. And so I moved back home for a year. And that wasn't bad um, because a couple of my friends that I went to college with actually also returned to Philly. And then, of course, there is like people that I grew up with or that I knew in terms of like high school or like old church friends and things like that that were still in the area. But honestly, I didn't keep in touch with many, uh, many like high school friends. I think there's only... <laughs> a handful, like I would say less than five that I consistently kept up with or met up with, um, like during college and even afterwards. Yeah, like less than five for sure. Um, I don't know. They're just, I didn't, I think after high school, I kind of just like moved on from that whole scene. Although sometimes I do kind of wish I did kind of maintain some, some better bonds, but think the one thing about being such a social nomad in terms of being friends with so many different groups and stuff is like I didn't really have close ties with any um like any single group of people because I always see in like social media like even now almost you know seven eight years after finishing high school like I still see people you know hanging out and meeting up together like that are from my high school like man like that's awesome that they got to keep that bond um, I kind of wish I did the same, but, you know, choices were choices. And so, yeah, I feel like I didn't really hang out with high school people too much other than like one or two. And even then it was just like meeting up and catching up like every once in a while. But I feel like it was mostly um, the couple of friends that ended up coming back to Philly as well after graduating. Um, and then I think the big social group for me was really church. Um, I feel like that was the main source of socializing for, for me specifically when I moved back. Cause once again, like high school friend was only like a couple, um, and then a couple of the college friends, but then some of those college friends actually ended up at the church that I was at. So like it all kind of just coincided, but I feel like, yeah, church was the, like the main source for me. And in general, I think it'd be different for people. Um, of course, you know, you can make friends at your workplace, but this is very different. And on that note, I guess like, you know, now a big aspect or a, kind of your only source now, you realize like you're very limited. Because um, as a professional, it's like you recognize that you're no longer in a very convenient and accessible social environment where everyone's the same, but you're now in just this open sea of people of like of all different backgrounds of all different experiences different years different life stages i think that was one of the biggest realizations when i went to my first job um, my first job was at a skilled nursing facility um and that was like a huge wake-up call for me in terms of like nursing side of things um and this can be for another podcast for sure uh or another episode but it was just such an eye-opening experience because I think nursing school kind of glorifies the inpatient acute setting, but they don't really talk about, you know, like outpatient facilities or or not as much. Um, but you just kind of wreck, it was just like a rude awakening in terms of like, hey, you know, we kind of romant, I don't want to say romanticize, but like, you know what I mean? Like you have this certain like naive mentality about, oh, like, you know, being a nurse in a hospital, but then you recognize like, hey, healthcare, nursing goes way beyond that. And there's, there's good places to work at and there's great places to work at, but there's also really rough places to work at. And I ended up starting off at a really rough place. Um, I was one of the youngest people there. Um, it was a majority in terms of like workers, uh, majority African-American, majority female. Uh, and I was 
and just the education level was also very different. Um, I was one of the very few and youngest uh, bachelor's prepared uh, nurses. Um, at the facility had a lot more LPNs, which is a licensed practical nurse, and that's with an associate's degree, basically. Um, and so being only like one of the very few males, being one of the very few Asians, um, and also being one of the youngest amongst a, you know, predominantly black workplace, um, it was different. It wasn't Honestly, it wasn't uncomfortable for me at all because I I grew up in like a black neighborhood. Um, And so I don't know, it was actually pretty fun for me. (laughs) Uh, Like I didn't mind it at all. I mean, it'd be nice to obviously be amongst people like my age and stuff like that. But I got along with people like pretty well, like my coworkers. Um, I feel like honestly, I had a lot of fun when things weren't too bad. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I got along with them, but it's not like I could go like hang out with them after work, you know, because like a lot of these people had like kids and like families and things like that. Um, most most of them are kind of older. Um, I do remember there was um, a couple of people that like I hung out with like that were more so my age, uh, like one of the occupational there's an occupational therapy assistant that was there and I made friends with her and then we, you know, would grab food sometimes after work and just chat. Um, some of the, some of the other LPNs that I did like meet up with or just, you know, like um, ended up like adding on social media. And then like when we kind of parted ways, we kept you know in touch with one another. And so there were some of those social, like outside of work interactions, but it was definitely difficult. Um, and in terms of the military side of things, it's also kind of hard because I came in as basically like a, a platoon leader, um, which basically is like I'm like a manager. So it was also weird because like I'm very young and I'm managing people. Some of that were younger than me, but a lot of them were actually older than me and obviously had more experience, too. Um, so that was kind of strange dynamic. And like, you know, there's a whole thing in the army about not um I don't know if fraternizing is the right word, but kind of like a revolving around that where like as their leader, like as their manager, I think whether it's in the military or in the civilian work uh, workplace, it's, you know, that that dynamic, you have to be careful in terms of like professional boundaries, right? So that was kind of hard. But once again, I feel like my main social group was really church. Um, and I think that's what makes it so difficult though, because say like you don't, like you don't go to church, right? So then what do you do? Like you ha- your only kind of source is the workplace, but in the workplace, you it just depends on what kind of job you're doing, where you end up. But like maybe there are people that you find are super nice that are your age or maybe you get along with. You guys hang out after but like maybe there's not. So like, what do you do? Right. And another thing is that you have to be really careful um, is that you're in a professional workplace. <laughs> and I've seen this happen so many times where uh, regardless of like age, like even if there's people, coworkers that are the same age and the same, you know, X, Y, Z. There's, there's, there's this new element or dynamic that's added into the social dynamic where you have to be a bit cognizant. It's like, hey, well, some of these people are like either my boss or my subordinates or my coworkers. But like the level upon which you want to be social with them and like the closeness that you want to develop, you really have to assess carefully. Um, and it's un- I don't want to say it's unfortunate, but like it's another dynamic added into socializing that you don't really think about in college because like in college like you're all students right like you're all kind of doing the same thing same space there's just there's the same um i don't know like goal and understanding 
But in the professional workplace, obviously, depending on what your, your job is, like, there's certain nuances that you have to remember, like even outside of work, like things that happen outside of work should stay outside of work. Uh, and I guess this is the whole like professional personal boundary where even as coworkers, like you have to be careful because people that you might try to make friends with, like what if, you know, like things might not work out or it could affect your, your work, work relationship. And so it's just weird because like, you don't really think about like, oh, like I have to be, I have to be much more cognizant about these, uh, work slash personal, like social boundaries. Um, and I think some people kind of go all in and they just embrace all their coworkers and just there's there's no division between kind of professional and social slash personal like everything's just mixed together. And that works for some people. I'm not saying that's wrong, um, but it works for some, but also bites other people in the butt uh, where they mix in social with professional so much. But then if something goes wrong on the social side or vice versa, then it always affects the other side. Right. And that can just it's just a vicious cycle where bad social stuff can impact workplace and make it a bad workplace, but then bad, bad workplace stuff can also affect personal slash social uh, stuff. Um, so it's like, there's that risk. Um, and there's also just people who refuse to do it. People are like, no, like, I don't want to like the people at my workplace are not my friends. They're my coworkers, like period. And so they just set that professional boundary very, uh, strictly and like right off the bat. And so I think you realize like, huh, like this isn't college anymore. Like just because I'm around these people doesn't mean that they have to be my friends and doesn't mean that they will be my friends. And I think that's something that I struggled with a lot. I think I still had that like, oh, like, you know, community, communal team, like, uh, you know, if we work together, do something together, like we're, we're automatically friends. Like I'm a very social person, I feel like. Um, but I think both in the military side of things and both the healthcare side of things, I had to realize that like, there's going to be people who don't like me or give me a lot of crap. And I can't win over everyone. And I, it's also a, a norm for that to happen. Like, there's no longer this mutual respect. I mean, of course, like you run into people in college and high school that don't like you, but it's like, I don't know, it's a bit different when it's just you're all students. It's like, okay, so be it. But then when like when you're in a workplace and working together, it's just a different vibe. You know what I mean? Like a different dynamic. And so there's these certain nuances that you start to like recognize, like, huh, like I can't be friends, at least for me, at least for me, once again. I'm like, huh, like, I can't be friends with everyone. Like, huh, like, there's people that are just not going to like me. And there's nothing I can do about that. But I have to still work with them. Like, huh. Um, so it's just like, it's just so different. And not only that, oh, here's the next, here's the other part. So something that I harp on every single time when people ask me, oh, like, what's some advice for like post grad life? And I always, always say, like, be prepared for the social dynamic changes. Um, and something that you have to realize is like, once again, the convenience and the structure and the sex, the, uh, uh, sex, the accessibility of socializing in college and in high school and whatever, so, 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 so easy. But once everyone splits up and once everyone starts developing their own life in terms of like the people have different jobs, people start having different priorities, uh, the key word priorities, people's priorities change dramatically um and so you might want to you know you might be someone that you love as soon as you're done work you love going out and you want to go do this go do that other people just end up being like homebodies that may be exhausted they don't want to do that they want to do something on the weekends you know 
you're no longer in this environment where like the way to socialize is kind of standard throughout. Like you're either studying together or eating together or playing together. But now it's like everyone kind of just has their own thing and everyone's at a different place. People have different responsibilities and priorities depending on like family or age or they maybe do a second job or maybe they have like all their hobbies. Like there's so many things that's like, huh, there's so much more stuff that takes up your time and you realize you truly get to see, uh, I think, how you value people and how people value you. And once again, I think some people already figured this out in college because I remember in college, like by our senior year, once again, I, I was, I'm a social nomad, right? So I'm still reaching out to kids that are younger, um, maybe not so much older, but like, I'm, you know, I'm going both up and down the spectrum. But I remember there are people that were seniors, they were just checked out. They're like, oh, like, I don't have, I don't want to have to deal with like, freshman kids like their freshman kids like all that work in terms of having to like redo whatever like people started to get very comfortable like in their own social circles and their own social structures uh kind of late into college and that's that's it's human nature right we get comfortable with a select few we're not meant to be best friends with everyone um unless you're like a super crazy extrovert and like you just love doing that um but yeah it's just like it's natural because it's you realize it actually takes a lot of effort and time to to grow close and deep bonds even in college right like you have to realize that you have to kind of narrow down and focus on a few people and then once you come out of college and you're in the workplace that's even like like 10 times the effect where once again you people just start to weed out um there's going to be people that just kind of you know, they go their separate ways and you realize like, hey, maybe we're super close in college, but now like we barely even talk anymore. Um, of course, like things change, life changes, people change. And so it sucks when people leave and like, you know, but people that have been in your life and maybe had a very significant impact, uh, they suddenly leave. But like, unfortunately, that's just the nature of life. But I don't think everyone recognizes that. And so they get pretty butthurt or there's a lot of reminiscing or regretting. But you just have to realize like that's just the natural course of life and that's the natural course of, of people. Um, but it's like you have to be so much more intentional with your time with others. Uh, and it's not just it's like it really is a two way street because sometimes you will get really comfortable with what your routine is and what you want to do. Um, and maybe people want to reach out with you. and You're like, no, I don't really feel like doing that. Like, I just want to be home or maybe hang out with like my family. And that's another thing. If you're living with family, some people really value, value family. And I remember um, there was some peers of mine, like we graduated together and we came back. And then uh, there was a friend who lived with her, her family and her, fa- her sister had like a kid Um like a newborn and then she's just like would never come out and hang out with us but in college like she was i feel like she was like always down to hang but it was just different you know but then there's nothing wrong with that at all like she just she just had more priority and value in her family but it sucks like oh man like we used to hang out all the time in college like what happened and honestly i am now in a situation where i'm living with family and there's there's a child involved and things like that but you there's a certain sense of like domestication that happens um and I right now I'm trying to make an active effort in terms of like realizing that I do spend a lot more time at home and because of course child rearing and trying to help with not my own kid but um, just trying to help with that but also just being in a family there's a certain sense of I know like I don't know if domestication is the right word but that's basically what it is like a certain level of domestication happens and so you're not you're like you're not as prone to like go out anymore but like for me I feel like I started missing that a lot and realizing like I myself am still single and I'm still young but I'm a part of a family that's much later stage in life in terms of like they have a kid, different priorities. Obviously, 
and things like that. So like I'm trying to, for myself personally, I'm trying to find this balance of, hey, I want to be part of this family and support the family, support the child and support the parents. Um, but I also want to live like I have my own life and like I need to enjoy my independence and my singleness and whatever, like at this age, I can't, there's nothing wrong with, you know, supporting a family, but at the same time, like don't lose out on the chances of, you know, being young. And so it's hard. Um, but I think in this kind of situation, I guess in my specific situation now where I realize like, even though I'm so tired, like I like socializing is exhausting now. I remember there's like in terms of like I have my work schedule and I have various responsibilities both in the weekday and then the weekends. Um, but then just trying to meet up with people like afterwards, sometimes it's like a 30, 40 minute drive just to grab dinner. You're like, holy crap, I don't want to go. Like it's going to be traffic. It's going to be gas. I have to spend money. <laughs> um, and there's all these different factors. It's like no longer as once again, it's not convenient and as accessible as it was in college and, and before. Um, but I think the beauty at the end of the day to kind of like wrap it up, I guess, but the beauty of that is like, yes, it kind of sucks because you lose people, there's falling outs naturally, or maybe by, you know, just division or whatever, you know, something bad happens, but mostly it's just like people kind of just go their own ways and they find their own things. But, uh, it sucks to lose people like that. But at the same time, I think it makes you realize like, Hey, the people that do number one, the people that do stick around, it's like, man, like these are people that truly care. And you guys might not be hanging out every day, but I'm like, I still like one of my, um, the, one of the very few friends that I actually keep in touch with consistently, uh, from high school. Like I said before, I don't have many friends from high school that I still keep in touch with a lot, but there's one in particular where we met in middle school and honestly, like we weren't super close. Like we didn't hang out every day or anything, but I did get close with her and her family, not through like, uh, not through like many occurrences, but just like more, even their like distanced, distanced interactions and not as frequent interactions. So not high frequency, but definitely just high quality. Um, so quantity, quality, not quantity. Um, and so we kept in touch after high school, all throughout college, like every summer, like during the breaks, like I just make sure to reach out to like visit her and her parents. And even now post-grad, like I still, even if it's like every couple of months, sometimes it gets to that. But like whenever we chat, like we just pick it up right where we left off. And I still, you know, I'll still say hi to her parents and things like that. And like, those are the kind of bonds that you kind of realize like, man, like it's awesome to hold on to these people after so long. And it's like, no, we're not like butt buddies or super, super best friends. I mean, I know there's people that are like that, which, you know, kudos to you for maintaining those bonds for that long. But, you know, the they're, the bonds that you develop, uh, they're tested through time, right? Uh, they're kind of put through that furnace of um, time and changes and stuff like that. But those people that you do realize and that the ones that stick it through, there's so much more value and there's so much more quality that comes out of it. And so, and also just as you get older, you realize, you know, of course, like when you get a family, like social socializing is becomes very like, not, it's not a priority, you know, like you have your, you know, your spouse, you have your child and like that kind of becomes your main priority. And of course, you know, if people have friends that are married and have kids, but I don't know, I think just with what I've seen, it's like, the focus becomes much more like in your, you know, immediate family. But, um, yeah, like it's just requires so much more intentionality. Um, and you, and by intentionality is like, you have to go out you have to make time. I know people always say like, Oh, like I don't have time to do this. And I don't have time to do that. But, um, and I know people, it's a kind of like a corny thing. It's like, Oh, like you can't 
have time like you can't like find time you have to like make time and it's but it's really true as like a prof- whether i guess no matter what age you're at like whether you're a student or whether you're in college or whether you're working obviously as students like you have to realize your sole job is just to learn and you end up like playing a lot and doing other things but like you have so much freedom and opportunity to, to like do whatever you want because you don't have that many responsibilities once you work you start paying your bills start paying rent got to save money, you got to invest, you got to work, you got to worry about family, you got to worry about yourself, whatever your friends, like, there's, you're tied down to a lot more things. And so time, attention and money truly are uh, a valuable commodity. Um, And it becomes more apparent definitely once you come out of college. Um, But I forget where I was going with this. (laughs) Um, Going back to like intentionality. Oh, yeah, you have to make time. And it literally means sometimes like, even if you're beat, like, once again i can only speak for myself it's like even though like i'm super beat after work or like after a certain weekend like but there's people that are trying to hang out like i know like hey i just have to push myself because i know i'm gonna regret it later about like oh you know complaining like oh like i feel like i don't you know belong i don't have enough social interaction boy stuck at home it's like well it's because i didn't make the time or like make the effort to do that um and so it's like sometimes i just sacrifice the fact that i'm tired and maybe i just want to like lay in bed and just like watch netflix but instead like hey go out grab some food just like socialize and i always i don't ever i don't think i don't ever regret it um i feel like 85 percent of the time i don't regret choosing to go out and hanging out instead of staying inside <laughs> um the other 15 percent i said 85 right yeah the other 15 just you know rare cases like oh god this was a terrible idea um but yeah, and I think just you learn that you have to just push yourself. And I think that really does apply to a lot of other situations as well. Um, I think I see that a lot in marriage too. Not that I'm married, but once again, I think I get to kind of see that uh, with the family unit that I'm, I'm living with right now. My, my brother and his family, to be precise. Um, but yeah, uh, but I think it does just makes it makes you think about your priorities. It makes you establish your priorities and it also just makes you um yeah just be a bit more disciplined in terms of like time management and things like that i think it depends on the person obviously some people might not find this a big deal at all they might transition seamlessly others might struggle a lot i feel like i'm a little in between because i think there are times and it's this covid season obviously makes it so much more different too in terms of everyone's lacking social interaction now um but just all in all i feel like i've been okay and I've been, like, I know how to, you know, spend time with myself. Like, I can, I can play games or whatever. Games has definitely been in, 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 a, in a, a good escape or distraction. But I think there are times, I think everyone at this point has definitely just been craving social interaction um, because of COVID. It was obviously it's ruining everything. But, yeah, I think ultimately to sum it all up, um, it's being cognizant of like the the shifting in the social dynamics once you come out of college and just being in a you know a young adult um and just being able to prioritize being able to like make time not just trying to find time uh but just also to have a little grace for yourself and for others knowing that people will come and go in your life uh not, not everyone will stay no matter how much effort you put in or even how much effort they put in like sometimes you just won't want to do it and like that's so okay you got to learn to let people go learn to let people come and go but also know how to hold on to certain people or like to commit to people because even like a friendship is a commitment right it's a two-way street 
and just those kind of things you don't think about when you're in college like you're just like oh hey like we hang out all the time we're here all the time like we're friends but like what does friends really mean and i think that's something you truly become to question uh once you get older it's like what does friendship really mean like is this someone that i value like is this someone that really cares about me and i don't know people can argue like oh like you're not my friend unless you bring value into my life but i feel like that's kind of a flawed mentality as well because like that's such a consumeristic mentality you know it's like yeah, of course, it's great to have people in your life that uplift you and things like that. But there's honestly going to be times where you're going to be friends with people. There's people in your life that are going to take from you. But like that's also life because there's times where you get to give and there's times where you get to take. And there's sometimes where you're in that hot seat. Um, but it's like that's I don't know. Human relationships and just loving people is not about always you know, that being that productive two-way consumeristic relationship. Like there are times where just the dynamics change. Of course, that doesn't mean being like an abusive friendship or anything like that or where no one cares about you at all. But I think once again, it's just finding that it's a fine line, right? You can't just only have people in your life that are always like and having that consumeristic mentality, but you also can't just be like subservient to everyone. Um, But yeah, uh, I feel like my brain is just slowly starting to shut down but yeah at the end of the day it's just like you got to think about it a lot more and once again like it's just funny when i go back to visit school or just talk to younger people like oh like i just remember when i went to visit uh this past winter and some of the seniors when i was a senior they were freshmen so i was like oh my lord like now you guys are graduating that's crazy i remember one of the guys was like oh like dude like what's your advice <laughs> it's literally the same as like hey value the time that you have left like cherish the time that you have with your friends because literally once this ends it's never going to be the same again like you guys are all going to go your separate ways and it's very very rare you get to maintain like the same bond and the same pace of like interaction and exposure highly highly unlikely unless you guys all end up moving to the same place like with the same job or like all live together or something but just like cherish the time that you have with those people um you know, obviously, like, finish, finish strong and work hard and whatever. But it's like, don't waste time. Don't dilly dally. Don't, you know, like, spend time doing stupid crap, like have just meaningful moments and truly embrace and enjoy the time that you have left with others. And um, yeah, like, I think to a senior, that would be applicable. And I feel like it's always funny, because they're just like, Oh, like, okay, thanks. And it's like, it's just like words, you know, this is like in one year and out the other. Um, but I don't know, I guess it's always in hindsight is 2020, right? It's always in retrospect where we realize like, oh, like, you know, that person was right. But yeah, uh, I guess that kind of wraps up the podcast uh, or this episode, I'm sorry, uh, on just that changing social dynamic, what did I title it? Uh, like the evolution of, of socializing. I guess the social dynamic thing was a bit more better. I don't know. I'll have to figure out the title uh, some other time, but, um, yeah, I hope you guys liked this episode. If you guys have any comments or questions or anything, please let me know. Uh, if you know my social, if you have my number, feel free to reach out. Um, I will leave that like weird voice message option or system link down below. Uh, it's basically, it's a link through anchor where it's like, you can leave a voice message to like my podcast so then I could like respond to it or kind of feature it on my next one my next episode or something like that never tried it like I've never actually had someone do it yet I know it's kind of weird and 
that they have to like if you have to like sign up in order to do it and if it's like a pain in the ass then, you know don't worry about it um but i'm always happy to get feedback or just any kind of comments and stuff so feel free to send it my way um thanks again for tuning in really appreciate it wherever you're doing whatever you're doing right now wherever you're at uh hope you're just enjoy the rest of your day uh have a good one be healthy be happy be safe and we'll see you again next time bye